And if you think about everything that you do in life, even beyond your business, right, you don't want waste and you do want to get the most value out of everything that you're doing. So when I look at a business and I say you need to lean out your business, it's let's identify the things that add the most value for your clients, the most profit for your business, and get rid of all of the other noise and distractions that are getting in your way and that do result in overwork and overwhelm. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Oh my gosh, y'all. My guest today is a soul sister. We have so much in common in terms of streamlining and simplifying, but she brings an entire amazing methodology to the forefront, and you're going to love how my guest, Krista Grasso, is going to teach you, show you how to build and scale your business without the overwhelm. She is a business scaling strategist on a mission to help entrepreneurs simplify success, get off the hustle hamster wheel, and lead a sustainable and wildly profitable business that does not require them to work 24-7. Sign me up, y'all. Krista Grasso is the go-to strategic planning expert for leading global businesses and online entrepreneurs when they want to scale. She is known as the business optimizer. Krista specializes in helping businesses gain clarity on the most important things that will drive maximum value for their clients and maximum profits for their business. Can I get on board? She is the creator of the Lean Out Method, which is what we're going to be talking about and diving into the 90-Day Lean Out Planner, which sounds fantabulous. I also can't wait to let you know a little bit more about that, and the host of the Lean Out Your Business podcast, which you should definitely get your ears on. So buckle up. This is an awesome interview with Krista, and let's get going. Krista, I am so excited to have you here. We were both just saying, as we were talking before, that we have so much synergy, and I feel like you're another soul sister of mine uh, because we believe so much in streamlining and simplifying. And so I can't wait to dive into this conversation today. I know so many listeners are going to get incredible value out of it. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I love your podcast and everything that you share. So thanks for having me on. Awesome. All right. So here's the thing. So many women get into businesses for probably the same reason I did. Maybe you did. I'm not sure, but maybe you were in a place you were working in corporate. Like I was, I was working around the clock. Um, I didn't have great job satisfaction. I would say I didn't hate my job. I didn't love it. And I had a young son. So I was in New York City at the time. I felt like my nanny was completely bringing him up. Like she was the mama and I got to just kiss him goodnight. Um, And when I had the opportunity to kind of change careers, I wanted to reestablish my career and my life in a way that was really flexible and gave me the freedom, right? The freedom that everybody thinks entrepreneurs have. And then I started working on it. 
and realize this is so freaking hard in so many ways. I like, what, what did I think I could even get into this business? Right. It was, there was so much to learn. And in many ways I felt more handcuffed to my business than I did even working in corporate, even though I was working those crazy long hours, I kind of still knew there was a start and an end, you know? Um, but this happens to, I think a lot of women and in the process, they burn themselves out. We kind of give up that freedom and flexibility we went into it for. We sort of, and then along the way, I think the worst thing that can happen is you either like kind of lose your confidence. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm not cut out for this, or you lose the passion. You're like, I got into this whatever business because I was so passionate about helping or serving or engaging with other people. And now I'm kind of losing that. And so um, you get to the point, here's where I think you either throw in the towel, right? You're like, I'm going to give up on this. This is not for me. I don't have what it takes which sucks, or you recognize something has got to change, right? This is not working. I know there was a better way. And I feel like that's where you come in, right? You're like, that. You're like you really help them streamline, simplify, scale. Um, so can you tell us about that? Like, how do you specifically do that through your lean out method? And like, why is this so critical for growth? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I resonate with so much of what you said. And I think so many of us who started businesses have a similar journey, right? Not all of us grew up knowing we wanted to be an entrepreneur. It usually came out of realizing we weren't super happy or super satisfied doing something different. And the irony, unfortunately, is that we take with us a lot of those bad behaviors that we left our jobs for. We work way too hard. We work way too much. Um, We kind of never turn our brain off from our business. And a lot of the things we wanted to get away from that we thought would be different in our business, we actually just amplify in our business. And so to me, it's really critical that you're really clear on what's important to you holistically across your entire life. Because while business is an important facet of that, it's not the only facet. And I think that's the piece that a lot of people are missing. They go into the business in the beginning thinking, my focus needs to be 100% on my business. I'm going to turn off everything else in my life and it's going to be okay because I'm going to get over this hump and then I'll have time for all of those other things. And I think it doesn't really work that way. I think you do have to go in with a lot of intentionality and you have to say, how much space do I realistically want to create for things other than my business in my life? And I think that you need to build your business around that. And I think one of the things that I see um, so many people make the mistake of and where I come in and help them with the lean out method is they just work until exhaustion. It's like they have this never ending to-do list and they just wake up in their day and they work, 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 work until they're out of time to work. They never finish everything on the list. They go to bed exhausted. They wake up the next day and they do it again. And instead of getting really clear on what they actually want, instead of developing specific plans around what they want, and instead of looking at their capacity to say, here's how much time I'm going to work, what is the most important thing I can get done in that time, and plan kind of you know reverse engineer their results, they just approach it in a way that's not setting themselves up for success. I can definitely relate to that. And I've got to say, I think, I don't know if I'm the outlier or this is normal, but I think I was like, uh, totally underestimated what it took. Like I went into it with these blinders. I'm like, oh, I'm going to create this really like work, this great like work-life balance. And I'm going to actually be with my kids a lot and less time on my work because now it's my own business and I can create my freedom. And so I kind of went into it 
almost opposite. Not like I'm going to totally focus on work. I'm like, I'm really going to make this balance. But then I realize how much work it takes, right? Mm -hmm. And I was so, I always say I had no business getting into business in the sense like I just, just didn't, I was so unrealistic about what it took to build a business. And then I fell into everything you're saying. Like, then it became like I had no boundaries about around work, about timings. I started, um, yeah, I have always tell the story how like it would be a Saturday afternoon and I'd wave goodbye to my boys, my husband, like going down the driveway as they go out to a birthday party. And I'd be like, oh, I got to work again, you know, sitting home. And it was, it was ridiculous. And so, yeah, I think it, it's so true. We sort of just, we can get into it different ways, but we tend to end up in the same, in the same air space. They're like, why am I working this way? Okay. So um, your lean out method, I feel like it's, it's, well, it's really unique and it's, um, it's a savior. <laughs> it's a savior because it's this idea of, I think like less is more. And so tell us about that. How did you come up with it? Uh, was this through your own personal experience? And then, yeah, tell us all about it. How do we apply that? Yeah, absolutely. So lean is really about focusing on the maximum amount of value um, and eliminating waste. And if you think about everything that you do in life, even beyond your business, right, you don't want waste and you do want to get the most value out of everything that you're doing. So when I look at a business and I say you need to lean out your business, it's let's identify the things that add the most value for your clients, the most profit for your business, and get rid of all of the other noise and distractions that are getting in your way and that do result in overwork and overwhelm. So I came up with lean out method a little bit by accident. Um, I had gotten a job right out of college working for a company who did lean manufacturing. And they were a really big Fortune 500 company. And at the time, I had also started my own jewelry business. And I still have my jewelry business today, as well as doing coaching and consulting. And I ended up getting in kind of a tough spot with that business where I made a lot of newbie mistakes, where you know I overinvested in product that didn't sell. Um, I was working completely around the clock, and you know, just we were not in a great place with that business. And I took a really hard look at it one day, and I was like, why am I not applying the same lean principles in my own business that I'm doing with all of these big Fortune 500 companies that I'm working with, and they're getting these amazing results. And because lean is used so prevalently in such large companies, I just didn't make the association that it could apply to a small business or a solopreneur. And when I made that shift, it made all the difference. It completely saved my jewelry business. We went from like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to really profitable and scaling very quickly. Um, And I later then took that and adapted it for coaches and consultants and online entrepreneurs because I think they need it the most. They have a lot of waste in what they do. And they really do need to be focused on value for their clients and profit for their business. So that's how I came up with the lean out method. That makes so much sense. I think we do that so in so many areas of our life. We're applying something that works in one area. Like let's say at home, I always say, if you can organize your kid's schedule or if you can stay on top of everything that's going on with your family, you can apply those same principles to work. We don't think we can, but that's why women are so amazing because we have all these skills. We've just got to sort of apply it in the right situations. So when you, would you mind if you, when you take us through this, could you make it really tactical for us and get, take, walk us through an example? So maybe it's your own jewelry business, like how you, you know, leaned out on that, or maybe it's a, a client that you have or had that you had success with. What are some of the areas that, 
or that, you know, that you identified as this is most, most profitable, you know, this is a scalable and like, how did you lean out of that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to actually share one of my clients because I always tell her story because she's absolutely amazing and I'm so impressed with what she has done. Um, But so the lean out method has four phases. There's four stages that you walk through. And the very first one is context. And I think it's really important before you do anything in business that you know where you're going and why it's important. So your context is all about setting that long-term vision and looking to the future and thinking about what do I really want for this business? What do I want for myself as the role in the company? And what are my customers of tomorrow going to need from my business? And from there, that leads to creating a business model that's going to align with that, make that a reality, and also match whatever your lifestyle goals are. So we always start there. And with my one client, when we did this activity, she had a lot of eye-opening things that happened. She realized that the current business model that she had was actually never going to deliver on her vision. And I think that that's really quite common. Wait, can I just interrupt for a second? So what was her business? Like, what was she? What was the, she a coach? Um, she is a coach. Yeah. Yeah. She's a coach for, she works with both corporate and she also works with other coaches. Okay. And what, do you mind me asking? She's anonymous. So it's okay. What's her industry? Like, what was she coaching on? She helps people with imposter syndrome. Okay. Perfect. All right. So you have this coach who's working with, with companies on uh, imposter syndrome. And so whatever she was doing, she realized that is not where my profit lies. That's what you helped her identify. Not okay. at all. Yeah. Okay. So she wants to sell her business in 10 years. She's really okay. big on leaving a legacy. Um, she has a couple books in her that she wants to write. She uh-huh. wants to start a podcast. She's got all of these big plans and visions. And she wasn't really sure how to pull it together. But what she was doing today, when we looked at, here's when you want to sell your business in 10 years, how much do you want to sell it for? Well, here's the amount of profit you'd need to be generating in your business Mm -hmm. to sell it for that. Mm -hmm. Based on your current offers and what you have, you cannot generate that much profit in your business. There's not enough hours in the day based on the way that you have it structured to actually do that. And she wasn't loving a lot of what she was doing. She felt like she was working way too hard. She didn't have a lot of leveraged offers in her business. She did everything one-on-one. It was all dependent on her. She didn't have anything group-related. So again, when we looked at the vision she had, and then we looked at the business model that was supporting it, there was a disconnect and she was never going to be able to really achieve that vision. So the first thing we did was we looked at her business model. We looked at her offers and we really dug deep into what were the things she enjoyed and that really fuel her and what are the things that she did not enjoy at all and that were really draining her. We also looked at her schedule and there was a lot of time she was personally spending on things that she did not need to be doing. She should have had delegated to her team or there were a couple of key strategic hires that she needed to make to get those things off her plate so she could work with more clients and create space to write her book and do some of the other things that she wanted to do. Um, So that was all the context piece of things. Um, which takes us into the clarity piece, which is stage two. And that's Mm -hmm. where you actually build your plan. So now that you know long-term what you want, what do you need to do now to get there? And so we start with a higher level long-term roadmap so that she just has directionally some idea of when things might happen. And then we build a really focused 90-day strategic plan that says, okay, we know where we're going long-term. We've got this longer-term roadmap. Now here's your specific focus areas for the next 90 days that are going to take you towards those goals and that vision. Um, From Yeah, from there, it's making the commitment. And so commitment, which is pillar three, to me, this is about more than just saying you're going to do it. It's about recognizing what things might get in your way. 
And you really have to, I think, sometimes take a realistic look at things and say, can I achieve this based on my current knowledge, my current skill, the resources I currently have available to me, whether that's time or money? Um, Where might mindset things or things come up that are going to get in my way? And so commitment, I think, is really taking an honest look at what is it going to take to achieve that and committing to actually, you know, removing your roadblocks and doubling down on doing what you need to to get it done. And then the final pillar is Kaizen, and that is um, continuous improvement, small continuous improvements and reflections. So with her, we said, okay, we know where we're going. We know what those goals and plans are. What KPIs are we going to measure? What dashboards are we going to put in place? How are you going to consistently be reflecting to make sure that it's not only generating the results that you want, but also that it's fulfilling and that it's aligned better with what you want to do and you didn't just recreate something else that you don't like doing? Yeah. I mean, each piece of that is brilliant and it's so important. Like looking at each pillar, it's just like each one is so critical, I think, in the growth. Um, When the first one, the first pillar... What I want everyone to just make sure they're taken away from this is that there seems to be this marriage between what you're passionate about, like what you love and what makes you money, ladies. It's like, right? It's like, what's profitable? Because I think so much we focus on what I like to do or this seems fun or, you know, and I'm not trying to make it trite. I know getting into business, we, you know, we do think about it a lot, but I don't know that everyone's making that, that leap. Like you said, like really thinking out five years, 10 years, you know, however long from now, What's actually going to make me the money so that I can support this as a, you know, a true business and scale it. Um, And I also love, I mean, again, all the pillars make so much sense, but I find like the one that might really hold women back the most is that third pillar, the mindsets, like what gets in the way. Could you give us some examples of what she had to let go of uh, or change, whether it was what's in her schedule or a mindset or, you know, delegating or whatever that that involved, um, just to, again, put a little bit more into context. Yeah, absolutely. And so all of those things, but I think the one that was the hardest for her, and I see this commonly with a lot of my clients, is nobody's going to be able to do this as well as I can, so I need to hang on to it. And that was her big mindset piece. And it was looking at, you know what, they might not do it as well as you can. But by letting them do it, you get to do what's in your zone of genius more. You get to work with more clients. You get to end with the right systems, with the right support and training. You might just be surprised that they do it even better than you did. But even if they don't do it as well as you did, there's a lot of things that other people might not be able to do as well as you do. But if you're spending your time on those things, you're not spending your time with your clients and you're not spending your time on the things that are actually going to take you towards that vision that you have for your business. And so it's that constant reminder of things. And um, I see from a lot of clients, I did not see this with her as much, but I see this with a lot of other clients. She was pretty good when she made her commitment. She kind of went all in. Um, But a lot of clients have what I call the yeah buts. And so this is where commitment comes in is it sounds good in theory, but then an hour later, a week later, two days later, they're like, yeah, but I know I said I was going to, but, and so the yeah, buts come up and there ends up being a lot of resistance of either letting something go, delegating something, um, or really just making changes, even if they know they want them, we get stubbornly tied to the things that we have and the things that we do. So that's something again, not with her, but that I see with a lot of other clients. I really appreciate how you've reframed commitments because I think that 
Often when we think I'm committed to my business, it means I am committed, like me, I'm doing it all. I am getting it all done. And commitment seems to be about us personally, whereas you really reframed it like the commitment is to getting the job done, right? I think, right? It's not, it's not, it doesn't have to be you. The commitment is reach that goal. It doesn't mean it has to be that you're doing it. And that's such an important, I love that reframe because I haven't really heard, I haven't heard that before. And it's so important to take away that the commitment is not, not just you. The commitment is, is, is the commitment to that business and that profit and, or to the goal, whatever that goal may be. Yeah. The other thing with commitment too, that I think is so important. And I talk about all the time is outcomes over actions. It's not about the specifics of what you said you were going to do this, you know, for all of the box checkers out there, which I am one of them, nobody likes to hear this, but success has nothing to do with how many boxes you check, right? It really comes down to the outcomes that you are achieving. And I think with commitment, you're committed to those outcomes. And sometimes that means that you're going to get to those outcomes in a way 100% different than you thought you were going to at the beginning of the 90 days. And sometimes the people that you thought were going to be doing certain things are different. Maybe you thought you were going to do it and you end up finding somebody else can do it better. It's, I think you just have to really stay very outcome focused, but be flexible in your approach. But the commitment is when things get tough, you're not going to abandon it, bright, shiny object it and move on to something else. You're going to stick with those outcomes and find a way to get there. Yeah. I think this, this can requires a lot of creativity too, which is why I do true. I think it's so important to be working with a coach because you we're so close to it. We can't see what, what's a creative out of the box way that we just haven't thought of that someone or something else, some other resource, some other person, some other thinking can be leveraged to take that off of you. Something I heard recently, which I never thought about, I, you know, I'm always probably very similar to you. I'm thinking, what are the things that only I can do? And what are the things that even though it's not fun, even though they can't do it as well as I can, that someone else can do. And one thing I've always had on my list was creative, creating. I'm like, I, I write my own blogs. I write my podcasts. I record the podcast and I outsource the editing and the social media end of it, the marketing, but it always was like, but I have to create. And recently I heard from a talk was speaking with my coach and um, found that, found out that she, and she is a creative, like a just genius. She is so, she's always creating. And what she was doing is she hired a copywriter and she does an audio of like her thoughts. And there's not even like a it's not even a bullet point. It's like, here's like, here's a story I'd like to tell to demonstrate this tip or strategy for this week. And she puts it in a five minute audio and she sends it off to the copywriter and they write this amazing blog, which for years I thought was her writing because it's completely in her voice. Anyway, I just thought that my point is, I think that when we're so close to it, we can't always come up with these ideas, right? This is why it's so important to be in environments where you're with coaches or other groups of entrepreneurs and you can start thinking about these. And so there's so many things that we believe that have to be on my plate, no matter how much we're delegating. And then you realize there actually is an easier way. I just never thought about it. Yeah. I think vision as the leader of your business, you always own the vision. You never delegate vision. Um, So vision is something that you have in your true thought leadership, like whatever that point of view is that you have in your business, you own that as well. But beyond that, everything else can be delegated. Doesn't mean you have to delegate everything else, but everything else can be delegated or there can be people who support you. Really, the main thing you own is vision and thought leadership. (laughs) 
Absolutely. I mean, I wish I had embraced all this, knew it all so much earlier in my career so I could be in that CEO position you know, that we're all craving. We think we're getting into business for so much earlier. So this is so valuable, uh, whether you're starting off, whether you've been in business for years, like definitely really listen to this ladies. Like Krista knows what she's doing. And um, these are, it's just very, sometimes you just got to step away from your business and think higher level like this. So this, I really appreciate everything you're sharing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your planner? Because I know as I'm teaching women about how to be a lot of these same things, goal setting and being more productive with their time and um, really protecting their energy. Sometimes it comes back to the, the basic tools, the simple things. I think some women think, oh my gosh, but I got to get all the technology and I've got to get all the apps. And I got to get all the, you know. So tell us about the planner, why you think that really helps uh, grow and scale your business and uh, and where we can get it. Yeah, I am a big technology person. Give me the latest tools and techniques and I love them. I could spend all day in Monday and Miro and all the things. But when it came down to looking at the lean out method and how I was going to get it out to really be able to support so many people, I knew I wanted to do a physical planner. And for people who knew me really well, it was a question like, you're creating a physical planner, why? And there's something about writing something down that just like literally with your hand writing it down, that just has such a different impact in your level of commitment. And I think your results than doing something digitally. And so I had decided when I wanted to create a planner that I was going to create a physical planner. And what it is, is the lean out method in planner format. So you start with setting your vision, you set your habits, you you know identify what an ideal day in the life is. You look at those mindset blocks that might be getting in your way and you look at how you could work through them. So you start with context. Then a lot of it is obviously that clarity and putting together your actual plan. And there's places to do your 90 day plan and dashboard and then your monthly content calendar, and then your weekly plan, daily plan. So there's all of that. And then there's a lot in there around commitment and Kaizen as well, and doing that reflection and and results. And I could have done it digitally, but I really wanted the physical product because there's just something about having it on your desk and in your bag and writing it down that I think there's just a different level of commitment to it than there is when you do it purely digitally. So I do both. I use my physical planner as well as I do use Monday with my team. And so for the things I'm doing, my I live by my planner. For the things we do as a team, I have that digitally so that we can all collaborate. I love that. So anyone who's listening to me knows, listen to me knows I actually love the digital calendar, but I think that's very different than what you're saying. This is like mm-hmm. a much, much more holistic. This is goal setting and your uh, awareness is almost almost like a journal with your planner, with your big goals. And so it's a really comprehensive and I love it just how holistic it is. So awesome. Oh gosh, thank you so much. This has been truly valuable. I hope that anyone listening is just walking away with this thinking, you know, am I, am I the bottleneck in my company? You know, am I the one that's really holding it back? And Can I step away from this and really start thinking about? I love the pillars. You know, really thinking where is where do I need to uh, spend some more time? And I don't mean time uh, your actual physical time, but time thinking about this uh, so that you can maybe release some of that time and release that overwhelm and uh, use it your time more wisely. So um, let us know where we can reach you. Where we can get your hands on the planner, your your uh, podcast, anything else. Like where can uh, everyone connect with you? 
Yeah, so the place to be is leanoutmethod.com. That's where you can find all the things. And the podcast is at leanoutpodcast.com, but you can also get there from my website. And one of the things that I do have that your listeners might enjoy is if you go to leanoutmethod.com slash visionary, I actually have what I call my visionary leadership schedule guide, which really looks at how can you structure your day in a way to get a lot of time back. And specifically, how do you structure your day so that you're doing those things that a visionary leader should do and you are not spending your time on the things that can be delegated and really should be uh, delegated to a team member. So that's a guide that your listeners may enjoy and they're welcome to go download that. Well, I'm signing up for it right now as soon as we get off. So you'll see me there. And I hope everyone who's listening joins too because it sounds like an incredibly valuable resource. Krista, thank you so much for your time. This has been fun. It's been valuable. It's been so inspiring. And um, I just can't wait for us to, to continue our friendship. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, sweet friends. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and found a ton of value from it. Also, if you like what you're hearing, you're seriously gonna love my email. So if you're not on my list yet, what are you waiting for? Sign up at lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks. When you go and sign up, you'll quickly see why so many amazing women who are juggling it all are showing up week after week to get valuable tips about getting control of their time, day, energy, and thoughts. You'll also be entertained and get personal behind the scenes into my world that I don't share anywhere else. So come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks. You'll also get your free resources there. 21 Killer Hacks, How to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed, How to Finally get focused and stop procrastinating. Thank you for showing up today and I will catch you next time on Productivity on Purpose.